Hello, dear friends. If you recognize that theme song, you know it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we're so glad that you have joined us today to gather around the Word of God and study the Scriptures. Amen. Uh, God tells me through the Scripture to study, to show thyself approved, a workman, that needeth not be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. Uh, that means the word of God can be misused. Satan took scripture and tried to deceive Jesus by taking it out of context and presenting it for the wrong, wrong way to be misunderstood. We want you to clearly understand the word of God today. Amen. We have a, we have a, a teaching today that I'm going to entitle, uh, in the in the overall context of it coming out of the fog if you're not a christian today uh, you live in a sin darkened world and it has affected you and infected you today if you are a christian today same truth you live i live we live in a sin darkened world. Amen. The Bible speaks of us as living in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation where we are to shine as lights in the world. Praise God. Amen. Jesus is the light of the world and we are to carry that light to the world in our life, through our testimony, and especially through the Word of God. We were on the, the radio years and years ago. Uh, uh, well, we were on the radio four years, uh, just a few years ago. Amen. And we may be back on the radio again one day. It's all in the hands of the Lord. But it was a little station with a, a very limited outreach as far as the signal would go. But it was on the World Wide Web like this Bible study is. That's where the term, the name, let's talk about Jesus. That's what we titled our broadcast. And uh, God blessed it. And we heard from Africa. We heard from other places and other states in America. Uh, a lady in New York that listened to the broadcast while she was preparing supper uh, because she, she downloaded it and then she played it back while she was preparing supper and she uh, asked some questions that God helped us to biblically answer and uh, a pastor in Africa. Uh, and so we, we know that God takes His Word and does wonderful things with it when we rightfully divide it and stay true to it. Praise God. Well, the, we claimed a psalm when we went in the air on this, this subject of coming out of the fog, the delivering power that's in intrinsic to and in the very Word of God itself. Psalm 107 and verse 20, we grabbed a hold of as we went on the airways and as we went into media ministry now. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I like two paraphrases of that. I'm going to read them both. He spoke and they were healed, snatched from the door of death. He spoke the word that healed you, that pulled you back from the brink of death. 
and is our great desire while we teach our brethren and we teach Christians that, that we might grow in the Lord and grow spiritually and grow in our understanding and appreciation of our faith. We are reaching those who have not heard the gospel clearly have not saw what we have seen, experienced what we have experienced. If you're not a Christian today, uh, I do not believe you are here by accident. And you may click your mouse and go away right now and say, I, I'm not here at all. I'm out of here. Well, you came here. And, and if you're still here, I don't believe you are here by accident. I know I'm not here by accident. I'm here by divine appointment. Because He sent His Word. And I'm here to bring that Word. Listen, divine appointments occur. God sets us up to be exposed to His Word so that we can come out of the fog of deception. Philip Yancey, and this will illustrate where we're going here in the Word today a very, in a very personal and practical way, I pray. Uh, this is something he wrote about a personal friend of his. And I'm going to quote him. He said, once a friend of mine went swimming in a large lake at dusk. He was paddling at a leisurely pace about a hundred yards offshore when a freak evening fog rolled in across the water. Suddenly, he could see nothing, no horizon, no landmarks, no objects or lights on shore. Because the fog diffused all light, he could not even discern which direction the sun was setting. For 30 minutes, my friend splashed around in panic. He would start off in one direction, lose confidence, and turn 90 degrees to the right or the left. It made no difference which way he turned. He would stop and float trying to conserve energy and concentrate on breathing slower, trying to control the panic. Then he would strike out again blindly, of course, for he had lost all orientation. He was utterly lost. You will hear us speak as Christians of, of being saved. And you will hear the term lost. Lost. This is what it means to be lost in this fog. And if we don't come out of this fog, we will be lost eternally. Separated from the presence of God and punished. Listen. This is such an important message today. Every person that has not come to Jesus is utterly lost according to the Scriptures. And he was in that condition. You know, there's only two classes of people today that I'm speaking to now that I speak to everywhere and anywhere I go. You're either saved or you are lost. You are either a child of the light or you're a child of the darkness. Listen, he was utterly lost until he finally heard voices calling from shore. You see, the people that knew he was out there began to call out to him, to keep calling out to him, to keep calling out to him. You know, the Bible said that we are called to salvation. And I believe God is calling through His Word someone in this audience today. I, I don't just pick and choose uh, sermons according to what may be trending at any given time or what may be appropriate to a particular holiday or, or any day. I 
I just believe that God gives me a message for someone that He knows by divine appointment is going to show right up on this website. Wherever you are in America, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in life, God is calling to you today. Amen. Calling from shore and was able to guide Himself after He heard the sounds and He was saved. Praise God. Friend of mine, I want to be a voice calling from the shore today to anyone who is lost in the fog. And this is not just about a person who hasn't come to Christ yet. This is about Christians who have been drifting from the shore. Drifting from the shore and and needing to come back to the shore. But that same fog... You see, the, the, let me just give you a scripture that's not, we can't just make it fit right here, but it's so appropriate to think about this. In Isaiah 60, in the Old Covenant, verses 1 and 2, listen. It says, darkness shall cover the earth. We live in a sin-darkened world. Whether you're a sinner or a saint, you live, we both live in a sin-darkened world. And we both need to come out of the fog and stay out of the fog. And that's why he's sending his word. David called his word a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we live in a sin darkened world and the scripture says to ancient israel amen to 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 uh, that that darkness shall cover the earth dross darkness thick darkness shall cover the people a thick fog if you please of darkness shall cover the people and he tells them to not be intimidated by it and not be engulfed in it but to arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee and shall be seen upon thee. Friend, after the fall of Adam in the garden, an ominous, blinding, disorienting fog has covered the earth, blinding the hearts and minds of all of its inhabitants. This spiritual darkness is inescapable without God's supernatural intervention. Thank God. He sent His Word <laughs> into this sin-darkened world. And, and initially, He sent His Son. But the Bible said of Christ in John's Gospel, chapter 1, listen, in the beginning was the Word, speaking of Christ, and the Word wa- was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among men, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. The Apostle Paul was sent to deliver from the fog of spiritual darkness in order to see people come to know Christ as their Savior and not be lost. He was sent to bring the lost to saving faith by bringing them the Word of God. In Acts twenty six seventeen through 19, listen to his assignment. It said in verse 17 of Acts 26 what he first delivered Paul so he could go with clear eyes uh, to help those that were still in the darkness. He said, Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes 
and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. You know, the Bible speaks of God as dwelling in unapproachable light. It's like it's, it's the glory, the Shekinah in him. The scripture said there is no darkness at all, not even a shadow of turning. Hallelujah. But of Satan, it said he's the very prince of darkness. But here's the good news. When light and darkness come into conflict with one another, light always wins the battle. Amen. Darkness has never put out a light. Light always diffuses the darkness. Praise God. The dark, the light has shined in the darkness. The darkness comprehendeth it not. Satan's got a lot of weapons, but he hasn't got one against light. He hasn't got one that will work against light. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. That is the assignment and the mandate from God. And that's what I came, preaching the word to accomplish as an apostle, by the way, he sent his word, he sent his son, he sent he sent Paul and the other apostles. Apostle simply means a, a sent one. And in the particular case of the twelve, those who Christ appeared to personally and called them. He's still sending us today. Hallelujah. He's still sending his word today. You see, Satan holds this whole fallen world. By the fog of this captive, by the fog of deception. Second Corinthians four, three and four. It said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now this this word blinded the mind here. There's there's a, a lot of meanings involved in this word blinded. It means to puff up with pride. That's why so many people push back against the gospel of Jesus Christ. Put push back against the grace that is offered. I, I, I won't bow. I won't bow. I will stand in my pride and, and in arrogance. I'm pushing back. But it also means to wrap in a mist, to raise a smoke, to blunt mental discernment, to darken the mind, to darken the mind. You see, the Bible said that when the mind is illuminated by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, Amen. Then we can see it doesn't mean that you will will suddenly just believe the gospel and be saved. It means you will see what's at stake. You will understand what it means to be lost. And you will see Christ reaching out to you. Wanting to save you. And, and whatever the devil is using and putting up as more important than your immortal eternal soul, uh, you will have the opportunity to make a choice in the light of the truth. And I pray that when you see the light, 
you will choose Christ. Praise God. Who wouldn't? If you really understand what's at stake and what is offered you in Jesus today. Oh, I'm glad the light shined in the darkness of my, my mind and my heart. So today, Satan violently opposes the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ and those who carry it. He knows it has the power to illuminate the darkened mind and to set prisoners free. Hallelujah. If you're saved today, dear friend, it's because God sent His Word in the person of His Son and by the proclaiming and preaching of His Word. You know, the Scripture said, How shall they believe upon Him? of whom they have not heard and how shall how shall they believe upon him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher <laughs> and how shall he go except he be sent you see he's sending his word today by his holy spirit through me to you i'm just a, i'm just a vehicle for the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, the truth of God to be delivered unto you. Amen. And the devil doesn't like it. And he wishes you would click your mouse right now and go over to YouTube and do anything. But stay tuned for a little while longer. I want you to defeat him today and just hang in here with us. Amen. Let, let me read you a scripture about this darkness and what God wants to do out of Isaiah 42, 1-7. It says, Behold my servant whom I uphold. Mine elect in whom my soul delighteth. I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the streets. A bruised reed he shall not break. And a smoking flax he shall not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail or be discouraged till he hath set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith God the Lord, He that created heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit unto them that walk therein. I the Lord have called thee in righteousness. I will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. Listen, here it is, to open the blind eyes and to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. So when Jesus sets the captive free from the prison house, it begins, that freedom begins, the key that is unlocking that door is opening the eye of the blind. God is not going to yank you out of the prison house unless you want to be free. But if you want to be free, you'll have the opportunity to make that eternal choice. Amen. I like the paraphrase here too. It says, you will release those who sit in dark dungeons. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ has come sent by God and anointed to release the prison and appointed to release the prisoners of darkness. We as Christians are the proclaimers of this great liberating message. 
It's called good news. Literally, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. When Jesus began His public ministry, He declared Himself to be the Word made flesh and the sent one as far as the Messiah, the second person of the Godhead. Listen, Luke four seventeen through 19 He went into the temple when he was 30. You couldn't read the scriptures in the Jewish temple until you were 30. When he turned 30, he walked into the temple and began his public ministry. And Luke Ford records these words, 17 through 19. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Why in the world would they hand him that book? Was it just, there's many other books and there's many other places within Isaiah. But it said, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Isaiah 61 is where that is found. Amen. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, and to preach or declare the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. This deliverance of captives, this recovering of sight to the blind, is the spiritual deliverance from Satan's darkened dungeon of deception. It's opening the eyes Blinded by the fog of deception. Hey, I'm standing on the bank today. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm standing on the rock, Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. And I'm calling from the bank to those that are wandering in the fog, about to give out and go under. Come on. This way. This way. Swim to my voice. Come to my, respond to the call of God today. Not my voice, but His Holy Spirit. You see, friend of mine, those who have been saved have a common experience of the illuminating power of God's Spirit upon their mind and heart. Hallelujah. While reading the Word of God or hearing the Gospel, scales fall from eyes and eyes are opened. In a verse from the great hymn, Amazing Grace, it says, I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see amazing grace. Amen. Because of the blindness of, 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 of heart and mind, people become past feeling and they've given themselves over to, to work all uncleanness with greediness, the Scripture said. So, so there's vanity of mind and understanding darkened and then bringing ignorance, blindness of heart resulting in all of these sins and becoming past feeling or given over to uncleanness and greed. It all starts with the vanity of the mind. Amen. Listen, this is his system of deceit. I want to just take uh, take time to read it. Even if we go over a little, stay, stay with us. It's going to be worth it to you. 
Ephesians 4, 17-19 is Satan's strategy of deceit and his system of deceit. It says, This I say and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity. Now, it's telling Christians, don't follow this. Don't follow those that are blinded. Follow those, amen, that clearly see. Don't get caught up in the world that you become influenced by. Listen. I testify in the Lord, you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling are given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, you know a lot of the a lot of that that is 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 feeding the the spread of the 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 covid today is because of so many people that that uh, throw caution to the wind that fill bars and restaurants wall to wall uh, literally, those that have no distancing and, and no requirement just want to get together and party. If it kills somebody, so be it. I'm, I, you, you see what is happening? It starts with the vanity of the mind, puffed up with pride. Then the understanding is darkened. And it brings ignorance, spiritual, spiritual darkness, literally, in the mind. And it brings then, finally, it affects the spirit itself, the blindness of heart, till we become past feeling, given over to uncleanliness and greed. And it all starts with the vanity of mind. Literally, one translation says, the, the futility of mind. And it's from a word, this word vanity, that means depravity. You see, Satan is so deeply entrenched in our present society that nothing short of successful spiritual warfare will result in the loosening of his prisoners. His stronghold in the minds of men must be cast down. Now, I'm going to read that to you today because this is our weapon to win souls. In spite of the sin-darkened world and the sin-darkened mind. That's why, Christian, get your prayer, get your prayer shawl, get your prayer clothes on. Get ready to use your armor in the arena for which it was given to you. All that spiritual armor is set forth in the arena of prayer. Ephesians 6.10 talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Amen. It, it identifies our adversary and then the armor necessary to defeat him. And it's supernatural. Both are supernatural. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the very next verse, after having done all stand, says, Praying, 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 praying with all prayer and supplication for me and for all saints that utterance may be given unto me. Praise God. With all prayer, all, all the expressions of prayer, we are highly qualified. Amen. To win this spiritual battle 
to put on the armor of light and go forth to fight and win over the darkness. Amen. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says it this way. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into the, into the obedience of Christ. I like one, uh, one part of the Bible. One, well, it's, it's the NIV, which I really don't study from for, for particular reasons to me. But it's okay. It's good, good, good stuff. But listen to this. I like this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Strongholds here used first in the basic sense is a fortress. And then metaphorically anything on which one relies in the context here, it's used for the agreements and reasoning by which a disputant endeavors to fortify his opinion and defend it against an opponent. Imaginations, as it's used here, is a, is a reasoning thought. Used here for the thoughts of reason which, in itself vaunting, shuts itself off from God. Now, I'm not calling you a fool today, but I'm telling you it's a foolish thing to declare there's no God so you don't have to deal with the issue. The Bible said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And the Bible says of the heart, the sin-darkened mind and heart, the heart of man is, 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 is <laughs> intrinsically wicked, literally. The heart of man is wicked above all things. Who can know it? Amen. So, we need today to open up our heart and our minds that we might receive the light of the glory of Jesus Christ in it. Every Christian needs to come out of the fog of deception and the fog of, of drifting. You may have drifted away from Jesus today. That's called backsliding. God loves you. He's calling you from the bank. I guarantee you, you may feel like you're about to go under and succumb to those sins that you were delivered from. If something doesn't happen soon, you're drifting, you're compromising, you're going with the flow. Jesus is on the bank. Jesus is calling you home. Uh, when I came to Christ as my Savior at a very young age, thought the service was over. Thought it was time to go home. Couldn't wait to get out of church. Couldn't wait to get a milkshake with my daddy. That's the reason I went with him to church. <laughs> Amen. And thought it was over. But in a Pentecostal church, just because it's over don't mean it's over. Uh, they, 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 they were singing a song. They stopped. And I knew now he's going to pray. We're all going home. And he said, wait a minute. Turned to three women who were still standing by the piano. And he told them, he said, I want you to sing this. God is calling somebody. And they begin to sing. I'll never forget it. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. Over 
life's ramparts, He's watching and calling, calling for you and for me. Come home, come home, ye that are weary, come home. And oh, the call of God that came that very day. God called me from the bank, out of the fog. I went to church, but I never saw myself as lost. I went to church, I never saw what was at stake. But that night, I saw it. Years later, I drifted back into the fog, and I backslid. And that call came again, not to get saved initially. In that first first love salvation, but to come back home, come back like the prodigal son and be restored so I wouldn't be lost. And I came home again. But this time when I got home, I set myself and I said, I'm never, ever, ever going to leave home again. Never, 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 never. I'm going to hold on to Jesus because Jesus is holding on to me. So I pray today that you will come home. O sinner, come home. O backslid saint, come home. Come home. The light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ is shining to you. We love you so much today. And if you have come to Christ through any of these online preachings, please find a way to let us know. You can look on the website how to communicate with us. It would be such a joy and encouragement if you would share your testimony so we can share it with others and reach more and more for Jesus.